The views and opinions expressed by the Should They Watch It podcast are those of two moms who happen to be a registered play therapist and a voice actor for cartoons. So while they may feel their opinions come from a knowledgeable place, they are still, in fact, just opinions. Should They Watch It, a podcast that takes the task of reviewing your kids' favorite shows off your to-do list. Hi, and welcome to the Should They Watch It podcast. I am Kara Edwards. And I'm Laura Orr. Welcome to our weekly movie mini. This is where we review a movie so that you can come up with what you're going to be watching with your family this weekend. And today we are in the Christmas spirit because ding, 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 I'm going to be talking about the ding, ding, ding. beloved classic <gasps> movie. Elf. Elf. I mean, you. we literally <laughs> would not be doing our jobs on this podcast if we didn't talk about this most beloved movie. Totally beloved movie. This movie is famous. It stars Will Ferrell. It's amazing. Should I just dive in? Dive, go, okay. go, okay. go. I love um, this one. Elf can be seen, first of all, on HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Stars, Hulu, YouTube, TV, Apple TV, and really, since it's the holidays, you can probably find it on cable somewhere at all times. <laughs> so, so not a hard movie to track down if you're looking. If you haven't seen this movie, it is um, it is intentional. It's worth your time. <laughs> it's Get in there. <laughs> if you haven't point. seen it yet, get in there and do it. Yeah, for sure. Elf is a movie starring Will Ferrell as Buddy the Elf, a human raised by an elf at the North Pole, who finds out that he's not only an elf, despite some glaringly obvious signs, <laughs> um, but that he has a father. And so he goes on an adventure to New York City where he finds his birth father and attempts to integrate himself into his new human culture. That is all. And hijinks ensue. Ensue in spades. Kara, what do you think of this movie? I love this movie. It's super silly. That was, I mean, the first time I watched it, I've seen it a couple of times. The first time I watched it, I remember thinking it's just, it's silly. It's fun. Yeah. First of all, I am a really big fan of Will Ferrell. I think yeah. there's very little that he does that he doesn't do very, mm -hmm. very well. Mm -hmm. I love his brand of humor because it's um, it's very silly. Mm -hmm. It's very slapstick, but it's, um, it's done in a way where you can tell he's enjoying it and so it's not like so many comedians like here's my very intentional humor I almost feel like half this movie was ad-libbed because he just gets so into his bizarro characters he really does he really does um it's funny you should say that. He did not love making this film. Stop yep. it! No! My he's, life is ruined! <laughs> he's just a really good actor, apparently. <gasps> he, I read a, I read an article where he said he thought this could be the movie that ends his career. Stop yeah, it! As he's running around New York in yellow tights. But this movie is exactly what his humor is. If you ever watched yeah. him on SNL, I mean, give me more cowbell. He I is know, ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know why he felt so self-conscious about Maybe this. Maybe it was the tights. You're right, though. He This movie, he is Will Ferrell in an elf costume. I mean, and to love this movie is to love Will Ferrell. To hate this movie is to hate Will Ferrell. So if you yeah. do not like Will Ferrell, you will not like this movie. And I know people who do not like this movie because they do not like Will Ferrell. Okay, but I wonder how he feels about the movie today, knowing what a cult classic it has become. So... <laughs> He was offered $29 million to reprise his role as Buddy the Elf, and he turned it down. 
Oh, that's hilarious. Which I'm actually yeah. glad that he did because I think some movies need to stand all on their own. I agree. I agree. Unfortunately, I think there will be an Elf 2 without Will Ferrell. I don't know. No. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I don't I don't think I'm I don't I mean, I just don't think it's going to be as good because like <gasps> I said, the humor of this movie I mean, the writing is amazing and the hijinks are hilarious, but mostly because of who is doing it. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what makes it so funny. It's kind of, yeah. it, it makes me think of um, Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas because mm-hmm. Disney threw a bazillion dollars at a sequel for that one. And Tim Burton adamantly was like, no, there will mm-hmm. never be a sequel to this movie because he's like, what are we going to call it? Nightmare Before Thanksgiving? And that's not fun. That's not fun. And so, like, some movies, he's like, this is a standalone movie. It is mm-hmm. not meant to have a sequel. Yeah. No, yeah. you can never do... I could I could foresee a well-written sequel for Elf, but no, not without Will Ferrell. So you want to hear what he told The Hollywood Reporter? Oh, yeah. I love this. I would have had to promote the movie from an honest place, which would have been like, oh, no, it's not good. I don't think I can. So I guess I can't do the movie. <gasps> oh, that's hilarious. And now I almost want to see it just because of, like, how much he would, like, apathy on this. I don't know what what word I'm looking for here. I think he was just really nervous about it. I don't really... (sighs) I I mean... I guess I would have to look at... It has to be the outfit. I would have to look at his career timeline to see what came before this. Because this definitely... I think, um, solidified his career at least. Yeah. Like his, okay, but I'm trying to think, has Will Ferrell ever done a movie that was like, like he's not a dramatic actor. No, he already had done Night at the Roxbury. That's for sure. Like everything he's done is goofball. I don't know. Maybe because he, I don't know how much of a hand he had in creating the story itself. And so the silliness didn't come from his brain. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Cause you're right. He has done some really outlandish things. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of interesting that he would be, um, I don't know, uncertain about this one. So you want me? I'll keep going. Yeah. So there are so many laugh out loud, laugh yeah, out loud moments yep. that I think kids will really enjoy. There are some great scenes in the first 20 minutes at the North Pole. Um, the scene where he is made to test all of the jack in the boxes, for example, to make sure that they work. Yep. It's hilarious. Then he goes to New York, and the scene where he's yelling out Santa, I think, is iconic. The way he eats is so bizarrely funny. Um, the scene where he eats gum that's stuck under a handrail, I mean, it's all so hilarious. His disconnect with reality is what makes this movie work. And it is what makes it funny. Um, For me, the parts where I think it slows down just a little bit, and I think you're going to find your kids possibly losing interest, is during the sentimental moments, which I did think were a little slow at times and also kind of unnecessary. Um, I realize and I understand that there needs to be a reason for a movie other than this elf goes to New York to find his family. Um, And so they focus on like Christmas cheer, where people's lack of Christmas cheer is causing Santa to lose his power. Um, And Buddy's dad is sort of the embodiment of this bah humbug type of mentality. And I get it. It's a very common theme in Christmas movies. Um, But really, Kara, have people lost their Christmas cheer? I mean, we keep putting our Christmas trees up sooner and sooner. Earlier, (laughs) remember in 2020, everybody was like, I'm putting my Christmas tree up in October. Yeah, exactly. something (laughs) joyful in my life. And now people are like, 
um, you know, goodbye Halloween, hello Christmas. So we were getting like yeah, two we totally skip over it. Thanksgiving is just a meal. Mm-hmm. But Christmas cheer is like such a common theme in movies, so you'll find that in this one too, yeah. where it's like keep believing folks you know um there's this love story concept between him and, and zoe de chanel who i love who i love I love the new She's girl great. um yeah. i don't know if it's necessary either it feels a little misplaced but he has like this childlike quality to him mm-hmm. and so for him to have adult feelings like that and pretty much express them in a childlike way at times felt weird and uncomfortable to me mm-hmm. and sometimes i feel like love stories in movies are a little bit obligatory um like I agree. We got to throw in a love we interest. Throw, we got to throw yeah. in a, a manic pixie dream girl. I, re- I remember um, um, that I being know. talked about recently uh, in Grey's Anatomy, the main character whose name is escaping me right now, but um, who plays Meredith. And she was oh, yeah. talking about like, why do I have to always have a love interest? Mm-hmm. Like, can't I just stand yeah. on my own as a as a doctor and as a woman? And yeah. um, she actually demanded to not have a love interest for a second. Um, oh, and obviously lost because she's always having one. But I, I remember thinking the same thing is like, why do they always, why did, why is that a thing? Yeah, there's a place for it. And then there's also not. Right. And so a movie about an elf who is moving to New York to find his yeah. birth dad. I you don't... have enough plot. Yes, there is enough plot. Yeah. Um, some people, you know, I could be, some people might love this yeah. about the movie. She is totally charming. She does have a hand in bringing Christmas cheer. She has her own tiny, tiny subplot. Um, I don't know. Some people could love it. I don't love it. They do use these two characters to provide probably the most Christmassy montage in the movie so there's like this beautiful scene where they go on a date and they kind of explore New York through Buddy's eyes and that's kind of where I felt that Christmas warmth that you get Mm -hmm. in movies is their little date so there's some something to be said about that there's some positive notes to it I don't know there's just some parts where I'm like eh um but it's Zoe Deschanel she's lovely so um let me see so there's something that I don't super enjoy in a movie it's the what about bob character where a person is very obviously disturbed but only one character in the movie is upset by it and i feel like that this that happens in this movie where will ferrell is a lunatic i mean he is a weirdo he is causing problems for his dad but his dad is a big old jerk because he is feeling put out by his son and it happens in movies. Everyone loves this person, it seems like, except for one person. And that person is the jo- is the jerk. And that is a theme in this movie that I don't love. That annoys you. Mm-hmm. I can again, see that. It's a, a lot of the things in this movie that I'm mentioning, though, feel very personal, though. So I don't know if this is going to bother anybody else, you know? But that's where you get the the conflict and the plot yeah. points. And where, but I see what you're talking about. It's kind of like, why yeah. why is he so close-minded to, but everybody else loves him? Mm. And and he's the jerk for it. I don't know. When, yeah. when Buddy is obviously being a jerk, too. Right, though, right, yeah. right. And then Dad has to basically quit his job in order to prove that he's not a jerk. I don't know. It just feels a little weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The glaringly obvious problematic scene. The scene where Buddy meets Miles Finch, played by Peter Dinklage, who is a person of short stature. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of elf jokes during that scene. 
this is a scene that I think has not aged well. Yeah, we've it, come a long way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that is another thing that I, that's when that one is probably the most problematic I think of the movie so I know I've said a lot of things that seem to be shots at this movie but I still think it's worth the watch it is so entertaining Will Ferrell shines in this movie and his character is iconic I would say he is possibly one of the most iconic and recognizable characters of our time that is in a Marvel character whoa yeah if you see somebody dressed up like him you know exactly who they are True. And if they're mannerisms, if somebody yells Santa in that, just that one way, you know exactly who they're doing, who they are pretending Impersonating. to be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I said one of the most iconic. I'm not, I'm not selling myself on the most iconic, but one of the most <laughs> iconic outside of Marvel. Okay. The soundtrack is great. Mm-hmm. And there are moments when you like truly feel the spirit of Christmas. I think this is a great Christmas movie to watch with your kids. As you're talking about it, I think Michael and I might, uh, Tune into that one tonight. Oh, we have a solo mommy Michael night. Did I have to uh, inspire you? You did. You Yay. did. It's been a while since I've seen it. That's all I got, Kara. Okay, I'm in for this. So, Elf, let us know what you think. Please reach out to us, podcast at shouldtheywatchit.com. You can see us online at shouldtheywatchit.com and you can follow us on Instagrams and Facebook and all the fun places. All the things. Thank you, everybody, for listening and we hope you have a great holiday. Happy holidays. Bye.